This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Babs Gray, and all you need to know about me is that Conga by Gloria Stefan was my number three most played song of 2020. Uh, I'm Brandy Posey, and while you're watching the Scrooge McDuck Christmas Carol, just remember, he has a corkscrew penis. Uh, I'm Tess Barker, and when shit gets normal again, I'm going to find a rowdy piano bar and request a Tori Amos song. <laughs> and this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Hello! We got Barbara Brandy and of course Big Tess. We got a show for everyone that's the fucking best. Come on, baby. It's time to hang out with your favorite ladies. Ladies to ladies. Ladies to ladies. Welcome to the show, everybody. Oh, my God. Happy yeah. happy hump day, ladies. Happy um, hump day. Happy it's holiday hump day. It's hump day where our listener is. Yeah. We're officially into holiday season now, so It's beginning to feel a lot like hump day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you to everybody who came out to our holiday party on Sunday. It was so much fun. We had a great so time. So Yeah. Um, really felt like the holiday season is here. We've kicked it off. I feel festive. Yes. Nobody danced with the lampshade on their head, which was the only disappointment. Well, <laughs> honestly, I think some of our some of the people might have. We just didn't see it because there was true. there were some Bacardi and Coke drinking going on. There's oh some, yeah so yeah. Think, when the zoom, I think a few people might have ended up there. When the Zoom camera goes off, who knows what hap goes on? <laughs> Two of our listeners ended up FaceTiming afterwards and just hanging out. So that's I cool. Know. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I love. Yeah, friendships <laughs> coming together over How Zoom. Cute. <laughs> yeah, so I think it went well. Um, so yeah, let's bring on our guest. We're so excited to have him. He's a pal. He's a hilarious comedian, writer, and actor. And he has a new film called Derek's Dead coming out that you can pre-order on iTunes on December fifteenth. It's Kurt Neal. Hey, happy hump day, ladies. Thanks, <laughs> Hi, Kurt. <laughs> Happy Hump Day. Good to see you guys. We know you're the sheriff of Hump Day, so we wanted to just make sure you... (laughs) I am the sheriff. I appreciate you getting that out there for the listeners. We do have to acknowledge it every year. Uh, It's an official government holiday. I actually just really was able to quite easily picture you wearing like a sheriff's hat that just said Hump Day where the star is. You know, I do have a cowboy hat tattoo on my chest, so I like to pretend <laughs> like I could be a sheriff, even though I would be fucking terrible at it. Um, well, yeah, but you're I would not look a... cool. <laughs> I would look like, great. As I like walk down the street and, and put on the show, I'd look cool. As soon as I have to do something, I'd be very bad. So yeah, you'd be a pretty normal sheriff then. That sounds. Yeah, no, yeah. I'd be. I'd fit yeah. right in. I'd probably be like run the show. <laughs> do you get cast as a? Because I know Sean uh, gets cast as a cop fairly regularly. Yes. You get that yeah. too. I get cops and like lawyers and shit. Everybody wants me to be like a like a nice tough guy in control or something. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want to play a dummy or a yeah. jerk. Can the sheriff be a jerk? If the if the cop's a real fucking jerk, I'll play it. 
I, I mean, don't want to be like a, a in control guy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so yeah, maybe I should play cops all the time. Um, so yeah, so speaking of playthings, congratulations on this movie. This is huge. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. So what's uh, what's Derek's dead about? Derek's dead. It's it's very stupid, silly, silly dudes get in trouble and they gotta get out of it. Basically, it's about these two guys used to be best friends, but they haven't talked to each other in years. They hate each other. But they're kind of forced to reconnect when their third former best friend, who they also hate, mm-hmm. dies and uh, leaves instructions that these two guys have to spread his ashes together. So they have to go on this little oh, road okay. trip to go spread these ashes because it was this dude's dying wish. But they all hate each other. Uh, and they become friends. But then some crazy shit happens. And I'm not going to give the rest away. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Derek's dead. Derek's the guy that's dead. And. I say the line in the movie. I say Derek did. Oh, you, you get yourself I, the titular line. Good for you. I do it. It doesn't always have to be me, but like I'm looking at six other outlines of movies on my wall. They all are. The title is a line in the movie. I don't know why I do it. I know it's corny, but I love it. No, I, I love that um, moment. I love that moment in a movie when you're just like, ooh, there it is. That's the title. <laughs> Especially when it's kind of an odd title that you're like, what the fuck is this? And you were like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, there yeah. we go. Oh yeah, I've got, I've got. Yeah. That's a nice bike. I've got. I want to be like that guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a great one. I've got one that's like, you want to go on a drive? Um, that's the best one. <laughs> but I always want that. I want the title to be a line of dialogue, and I want fucking deleted scenes over the credits. Every single movie. Oh, for uh, sure. My favorite line is uh, it, when they go, um, God, I can't believe we spent the weekend at Bernie's. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Wow, we really spent the whole weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. I think my favorite my- use of it is the movie that was completely based around the titular line, which is... Dude, where's my car? Yeah, oh yes, my god! Wow. Or, or uh, holiday season, love actually is. Oh all man, that one made me mad when they finally say it at sure. the end, where they like, love actually the is end. all around, and you're like, yeah. oh. oh, shut up, Hugh Grant, because we're talking about the airport. Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no one's happy only, at the airport. Only work in Hugh Grant voice, like Hugh Grant cadence. Yeah, you could put that comma. <laughs> In between no. love and actually, it's. I mean, it, this is talked about a lot. Obviously, love actually gets like so much hate. It's just so funny. It gets so much hate because it's like, who cares? It's, it's really a fucking silly. Christmas yeah. movie. Like, who right. gives a shit? Name a Christmas movie that doesn't suck. Besides yeah. that, yeah, they're yeah. all bad. We just Most like them, them because like it makes us, you know, feel like we yeah. were. I don't know, be, being hugged once or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's some warmth somewhere somehow. Well, <laughs> and that movie I think really gives you a lot of people to root for and against, and it's like very fun to like be exasperated at certain stories, and like it takes you on several emotional journeys at the same time. I think that's why it's an interesting movie. There's so many very specific and like outlandish characters that it's like, oh my god, I love this guy, but this guy's nuts. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. Lady's yeah. Cool, and it's like we all watch reality it. TV for the same reason. So exactly. That's a good point. Give me some characters doing vignettes. And also, as far as love actually goes, I just love watching Emma Thompson listen to Joni Mitchell. Oh. Speaking of, that's so my good. number one listened song for the last like three years. Oh, that version River? of Both Sides River? Now. Oh, Both Sides really? Now. Because I throw, I throw, I have a playlist. Mm-hmm. I just made a playlist off of that song on Spotify. I didn't make it. You know, you go to playlist, yeah, yeah. Um, and I listen to it like almost every night to fall asleep. Kurt, what are you going through? What's, What's going, going on? What's going on? <laughs> no, I Great get it. Question. Joni Mitchell's for every day. Hey, I, I just ran away and moved in with my parents. I've been going through an existential crisis for three years and didn't know it for the first two. <laughs> Do you? Say, Kurt, Kurt ran away and lived with his parents before everyone else did. So he was the, a trendsetter. Smart. Did it before Smart. it was cool. Yeah. How did yep. you feel about, about beating the curve on that, Kurt? 
Um, it was convenient for sure. And then it's, it, it especially was convenient because right before things got bad, I was like gearing up to move back. Oh. I was like, okay, I'm going to go back. I'm looking for apartments. Anybody got jobs? Oh, to coming back to LA. Back to LA. Okay. Yeah. But then COVID stuff was like, what? That This is probably stupid. I should probably just stay here. It's safe. Oh my God. I thank God. I don't have rent. It would have sucked Seriously. so bad if you, yeah. you wouldn't want to be here. Yeah. And, you know. Uh, back to the existential crisis. It turns out it's very much what I needed. Like that extra bit of the year that I stayed here and just hunkered down with just mm-hmm. my family, doing therapy once a week. Not very limited distractions. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a lot. I got a lot of good work done on on old me. Well, good. and also we should say you have like the cutest family. Absolutely. I remember oh my gosh. Brandy and I were up there doing shows, and we you weren't even there, and your parents welcomed us into their home. They made us yeah. dinner. You just have like the cutest family. Yeah. Well, and you guys, you guys were there when my cousin was there with her like four kids. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those kids are insane. Yeah. They're like <laughs> maniacs. They're always running around. Um. So yeah, you 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 witnessed a very uh, interesting time at the parents' house. But you was- guys, there's been other people that have gone through and stayed with my mom. And my dad, because they just needed a spot, even when I wasn't there. And then there's been friends that have done it since I've been here. So I, I love that Aww. we're we're in this weird little spot on the five where it's actually convenient sometimes for people to stop by. Yeah, oh, yeah. Do you have so much open space there? And yeah, there's like you can see horses from your house, and yep. yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. It's, it's just very idyllic. It was like a perfect uh, uh, place to stay in the middle of a tour because we've been staying Absolutely. on a lot of grody couches, and then we're like, mm-hmm. oh, we have a beautiful breakfast prepared for us by these yeah. delightful people in a house full of sunshine it's so and nice when you have like a and yeah, cute parent house along the way you can like rest your head yeah it's yeah i love exactly. i love it it's like i know I these it. are clean sheets i know they yeah. are <laughs> and you just sleep yeah. better when you know that because a lot of the yeah. time you don't know that <laughs> you don't know and what did you so did you write the screenplay for um for derek's dead kind of during this time period or when yes, did you start working? Give, and, give or take. I uh, I started on it at the end of 2018. At the end of 2018, I was already like, I need to get the fuck out of here. I'm not doing good. I need to leave. But because I knew it could be forever, I might be leaving and just giving up and moving on. I was yeah. like, I got to do one big thing before I leave so I, f- I can hang my head on this thing. I did something special while I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that turned into the movie. So I shot it in 2019. Over my birthday week, my 35th birthday was the worst day of the shoot by far. I almost lost my mind. Uh, and then spent the rest of 2019 working on it and losing my mind a little more. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think I left L.A. in December – or excuse me, September of 2019. And I think in that first week back in Oregon, I finished and, and submitted it to festivals. So I like – like yeah. the moment I was done with the movie, I was gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also wrapped around my little brother's wedding that I officiated, nice. which was a which was a tricky thing to do when I was questioning everything. Um, <laughs> wow, that's a movie in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. in LA. I'm driving to go officiate my brother's wedding. It was like, the first move thing. Home. Yeah, yeah, that was when I I tied the leave around the wedding. So it was like the first thing I did when I got into Oregon. I officiated my little brother's wedding. Yeah, you're yeah. you are. Li- I think you're just living in an indie movie at this point. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, I think that's why it's been so easy to write the like or outline the five or six I have because it's yeah. like every one of them is about like growing up and evolving for and, sure like, <laughs> becoming a, an adult or all sorts of little emotional things. It's all me. It's I'm yeah. just I'm just outlining all the yeah. shit I'm figuring out about myself. That's great though. I mean, it's great that you're like documenting it in that way because I think I you know I write stuff that's very personal too, but I don't always 
I wish there I had taken more notes or like kind of like done that when I was going through more things because it's hard for yeah. me to grasp them later, you know? I've never bothered with trying to make anything personal. I just always was trying to make something kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but now as I've been going through this and I've been working on myself and understanding myself better, mm-hmm. I've been able to put that into my ideas more and then the actual ideas have been that much easier to finish. Yeah. Cuz totally. I actually have something behind it and I feel it and there's an emotional arc that that makes mm-hmm. everything sync up. Um, in an easier way. So it's it's funny the way that's opened up my creativity now that I'm like, oh, I can... I think it's because I always assumed I was boring. Like, I'm a straight white man who's had a very easy life. So I'm like, I don't have anything that interesting to tell. Like, I just want to go on little adventures with my stories. Like, I don't know, whoops, we lost a thing. Let's go find it. Yeah. Like, just little <laughs> shit and make it fun. Mm-hmm. But now I'm realizing, like, oh, no, I mean, I have feelings. I have pain. I, I've been through things. Like, I can use some of that. And then that'll make the stories that much better. So that's been cool. Yeah, and I that's think, sweet. like, all good writing – I think all good writing has to come from an honest place. It's just a matter of – all you do is you fictionalize it. You know, you put yes. different yeah. costumes on top of it. But, like, if what's at the nut of it isn't real, mm-hmm. then I think that's more or less what distinguishes good writing from bad writing. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you can definitely do both. And that's another thing I've learned – about storytelling that I didn't know before. Like you can have like a really cool plot of like dumb idiots getting in some dumb trouble, like dude, where's my car? Mm -hmm. But I could take the plot of dude, where's my car and put some really cool emotional shit on top of it. That's personal to me. You know what I mean? And then it's still a really goofy, funny movie that actually has a cool little arc. And this guy goes through something and learns something. Um, and I never used to be able to do that. I just saw the like, whoa, dude, where's my car? I don't know. Let's find it. <laughs> I was just constantly like, where's my car? <laughs> wait a minute. Where's my absolute car? But then I was like, but wait, where's my heart? But like, but wait, dude, where's my, where's my heart? Represent? would be a great movie. Dude, where's, where's my, my heart? heart? Dude, where's my heart? Because my car was given to me by my dad who just died. Whoa. Where's my heart? There it is. Where's my heart? That's the, is that the, is that what a MacGuffin is? Right. Is that it? I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. kind of. The car. Yeah. Or the death. Just like a montage of you like waxing it for the first time with a single tear going down your, like, yeah. (laughs) I'm polishing it. I'm polishing my heart. (laughs) My my precious heart. Yeah, I saw, I I actually need to watch the end of Derek's Dead because I came to a screening of it in LA, but I had to leave a little bit early. But it's so funny. Like, it is really well made and just really fun performances and you know i knew a lot of the people because it's a lot of like la comedy people but just it's really really well done and just congratulations i mean you decided to make something you know like you were like i'm leaving la i want to and that's huge i mean i people just don't go through with that and actually make it happen you know so not only did you do it but you have a very very good good result and something to be proud of so yeah thank you i'm very I'm relieved every day that I'm actually still proud of it. I, I would have assumed <laughs> I would have assumed that I just hate it by now. Um, there's definitely things that I'm like, that sucks. I should have done that differently. But it's I do think it's uniquely funny, and I do think all the acting is just fucking great in it. I don't think anybody drops the ball once. I just love all the performances, and that's been great too. And that's one thing I'm realizing is one of my strengths is just casting. I love just like who's good for this role. I'm gonna grab mm. Bud. I think Bud would be great at this, and I think Anna would actually be a good like kind of villain, like a yeah, yeah. little wannabe like crime <laughs> boss thing. That could be cool. She'd have fun with that. So yeah. that little element is really fun, and I think that shows in the fucking movie. Yeah. Were you considering that at all while you were writing it? Like, were you picturing some of these people playing these roles? Absolutely. I always do with anything I write. Sometimes it's like, oh, fucking Catherine Hahn. I'm, I'm going to write this role for Catherine Hahn just because that makes it easier to visualize the I character. Think we, everyone, sure. writes everyone writes everything. Everyone writes everything. She's my favorite actor <laughs> in the world. Um, 
But like, it's easy to like, okay, this is like a Catherine Hahn character. But then yeah. once you're like, okay, I can actually make this thing. Then you come back and be like, okay, who's my friend that's most Catherine Hahn? But could like also pull off that same energy. And what a compliment um, to them. Right. <laughs> um, so I think it's, it's a lot of that. Sometimes on, in other things, when I definitely know I'm going to like make it soon, just on my own, I, I start with friends and I'm like, oh, Bud would kill it with this. So I'm going to write this for Bud yeah. or Clay or any of the guys. Um I am. I am gonna say though. I. I did. I was googling Derek's dead just to make sure of the dates and stuff. And do you know your competition for if you Google Derek's dead? Oh yeah, Grey's Anatomy. The guy when Derek (laughs) who was he McDreamy or McDreamy McDreamy apparently dies. I mean, I've never watched the show. He's like it's like your big competition. So that's pretty big. Wow. It's most of the first results is like his death scene. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is funny. funny and like. I also did a thing of like, um, ooh, I'll set up a Google alert for Derek's dead. <laughs> and like within a day, I got an email about a guy named Derek that died. And I was like, oh, nope, God. shut it down. Oh, no. <laughs> shut it down. No, no, no. Delete, no, no. no we don't need the alert. <laughs> I'm uh, trying to That's find... just funny because like, what was that? New- did someone just write that in the newspaper? Like Derek's Derek's an interesting Derek's choice of words. Dead. Yeah. I mean, How did those two words come up in the same What a article? casual obituary. Jesus. So, Derek's dead. Sorry. Uh... He leaves behind some family. Um, He liked a Stussy. uh. By by all accounts, he was fine with it. So I don't think we need to be too sad. (laughs) No tears shed. I'm trying to read about it. Okay, never mind. Grey's Anatomy is still on, right? No, it's not. It just ended, I I think. This is the season series finale was this year. Was it? Yeah, that show. That's insane. People love watching Dr. Fuck. I don't know how. I think you could do a pod. Someone off. could make a very corny, like lazy podcast about going through the episodes, and you could have a successful podcast. Thank for you, and years. we will. I will Thank do. It's a good <laughs> idea. Yeah. I'll start that one. Talking grays, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but then people think it's aliens. Gray. The gray yeah. area. Gray on gray. Yeah. yeah. Anatomy one hundred and one. Uh, Three hundred sixty-five shades of gray. Oh, yes. There we go. Oh yeah, a daily gray anatomy episode. One episode a day. Oh my god! For a whole year, that see that would sell though. You would make money off that. Absolutely, and I love that we're committing to a podcast about a show that I have not watched thirty seconds of. And that's <laughs> why it'd be good. You would have to not ever see yeah, it. Yeah, I think to, that's to, to the do ideal. That podcast. Yeah, yeah. You got to know what you're doing. I can't with watch. It. I can't watch that stuff. Like I don't like doctor shows because I don't like needles. Mm. I don't like the. They have to make it like. Um, what's, I can't think of the right word. Just the drama of it, the melo, melodrama nature of like any. It's just like so intense. They have to force this intensity because it's like hospital shit. And it's just like, yeah. get me out of this feeling. Soap I don't like this. Op- yeah, soap operas get really soap hard opery. to watch because it's yeah. just. It just is a game of like, okay, who's going to die next slash who's going to fuck who next? It gets yeah. boring. The kind of just yeah. like, all right. Yeah, that's not that's really my, my thing. It's on IMDb, it doesn't have a series end date yet. So that's maybe what they, I think. I think it's actually still wow. on. I thought, yeah, it definitely was on this year. I just thought it was the last season. You would think so. It's been going since 2005. Wait, Man. correct me if I'm seasons. wrong, but this is this is the dumbest question I'm ever going to ask anyone, and I can't believe I'm saying it online. Um, Not true. Is Grey's Anatomy a Shonda Rhimes show? No, I don't I think so. No idea. It feels Shonda Rhimes. It feels Shonda. It does. Uh, who created it? It's a uh, hold on. That's not the dumbest. Oh, it is question. no. You've cr- asked cr- so many more dumb sh- questions. It is then. Shonda Rhimes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's not. That's not even close to the dumbest question. <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. I just no. thought like if it was Shonda Rhimes, then that it was is. probably the show that made her. I so see. I should know that. Okay, it, it is. is. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. It is her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is, it is a Shonda Rhimes show. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. definitely not your dumbest question. Okay, thank you. Yeah, Grey's uh, Scandal 
scandal, which they play on um, in the in the uh, Watergate Hotel. They're the room that you can see, like the crime room across the way, mm-hmm. is like a Nixon themed room that has Fine. all these art all these articles about you know the, everything framed on the walls, and the television only shows the TV show Scandal. <laughs> what? That's what they do. What is the, it's still a hotel room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a hotel room, and they only show you the TV show Scandal. Sc- scandals just about Watergate. No, it's just no, like scandals that's... about like a scandal. Like Gary yeah. Washington, just, I think plays it's just the a show called Scandal. That's yeah. the power of Shonda Rhimes. The Watergate, <laughs> the Watergate Hotel thought it would be funny to just show it's scandal. It's kind of funny, but I bet you could have picked something funnier. It would I be think great so if too. they also because yeah. Shonda Rhimes wrote Crossroads, the Britney Spears movie, also. So yes. that would be amazing if they also just played Crossroads <laughs> in the Watergate. <laughs> Like, yeah, you it's, never it's, thought you'd meet Britney Spears and Richard Nixon in one place. Well, here's the crossroads <laughs> oh, of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the obviously best uh, Watergate movie, no is question, Dick. is Dick. Yeah, yeah, Dick yeah. by far the best. Yeah, yeah. Dan, I need Nadea to watch that again. It's been a long time, but that's that's a great movie. It's very. I like silly. all the comic book weird, like f- fictional ones that somehow touch on Watergate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like someone was also involved, or like. Forrest Gump or somebody, you know, was oh, it yeah. Forrest Gump oh, meets yeah. Nixon? Yeah, he meets Nixon. Those corny point. ones where they just like tie in politi- uh, historical shit. Yeah, the the weird thing is the um, the hold music at the Watergate Hotel. I stayed there a couple years ago for a picture of this in DC, and um, uh, the hold music is old Nixon speeches. So they just they're they, trying too hard. It's they really yeah. it's really aggressive. They're, they're clinging to their brand. Okay. I get oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they must still be making them money. It's fucking forty years later. Or something. Did I did I steal a hotel or a, a, a umbrella from the hotel and then give it to my dad for Father's Day? Oh yeah, because yeah. it said Watergate Hotel on it real big. I was like, this is a dad gift. Okay, oh, cool, yeah. perfect. Dads love that. Yeah, it's, like, it's like a windbreaker. I mean, I feel like that's just tied in. That's what a dad wants. Something yeah, to protect yeah. him from dampness that <laughs> references Richard Nixon. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, we, oh, we have to take a break. We'll be back in a second. Second. Hear me. Hey, welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. And we're here with Kurt Neal. What's up? <laughs> I still use what's up all the time. It just is like it's fine. It hasn't gotten, it oh, hasn't yeah. gotten old yet. Yeah. Oh, well, if if it hasn't yet, it's never going to. No. Yeah. I no. think WhatsApp is right up there with my wife. Yeah. It's, it, it's right up there with like tight and sick and hell yeah. Like phrases <laughs> I started to say ironically when I was 20, but now I just say all the time. It's just yeah. buzz It's just a word. You know what I have that I think makes people respect me less is I, I use the word, the phrase, nah, dude. Nah, dude. Nah, nah, dude. That nah, works. Dude. Nah, dude is fun, though. <laughs> I, I mean, I mostly say nah, man, but uh, it's the same thing. Hella is the... Hell is the one I'm still embarrassed about when I say it. Hell is humiliating. Gotcha. Yeah, and I drop a no worries way too frequently, too. A what? A no worries. No worries is fine. No, okay. no worries, no worries, no worries. Yeah, you okay. know I'm mad at no worries, but it's like, come on, deal, get over it. No worries yeah. is like, it conveys, it's a friendly conveyance of, hey, no big deal. Like, And honestly, yeah. I root no worries back to Hakuna Matata. Mm. It means no worries. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's like, would you rather have me say Hakuna Matata every time? <laughs> no, I was thinking, don't worry, be happy. Like, but obviously, yeah. it's not the same. But that's kind of what it means. Means no worries. Um, yeah, that's funny. That is the lyric I think of most of that song. Sorry, goodbye. 
<laughs> no, I was just thinking that I feel like the word that's like really in the lexicon these days is unhinged. I've been hearing that constantly. Mm. Oh. Yeah. There's, it's one of the ones that gets overdone. It's like literally now or these words that like don't have the right meaning anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's like you can't say unhinged too much because then it's not unhinged. Well, and then there, it's yeah. it's adjacent to like crazy, nuts, psycho, insane, like all these words that we all throw around that we should probably stop throwing around. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Of like, that's a real word that could mean something significant. We should stop using it so lightly. Mm-hmm. You're right. So I think we subbed in unhinged because people stopped wanting to say psycho or whatever. Yeah, you're probably right. It was like the new one, and now it feels the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it means the same thing, it's like, what's the point of saying a different word if it means the same? Thing? Well, yeah. what's the word we can use for that thing? When someone is, what can we say? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. I still say batshit crazy a lot because I love that. I prefer that, me. That one somehow works, and I think that's. It's like, can we just? That feels like the one. Like, can we just all agree? Can we accept that one? Um, we're gonna play. A, we're gonna play MySpace quiz game, Kurt. Oh my god. Okay. Shit. <laughs> I was I was the biggest guy in MySpace. I had the most friends. He was, was just I, under Tom, yeah. My top eight was just like Ludacris and Nelly. And <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to go to that link, or are you just gonna ask? No, me? Oh, no, 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 no. no. We'll Do you for us. Don't look at that. Yes. These are Fuck, for our. Cut that these part are, out. These are Fuck. surprises for you, Kurt. Okay, name something you cannot wait for. Something I cannot wait for. It's corny. The first thing I thought of is just making my next movie. It's the corniest fucking Aww. answer. But like, it's Aww. the first, it's the thing I can't wait for. I just want to make another one. Do you what? have Do you like something you're ready to make? Or are you just come do, writing stuff? Yes and no. Like, I, you know, I keep referencing these outlines I have. They're all loose, but they're all like, if someone gave me money, I could have it ready to go in like two weeks. You know what I mean? Or a week. Like, I have I have enough yeah, of yeah. these scenes ready to go. And there's like one or two especially that are like very close to ready. But they're always going to be outlines for the most part because I want to improvise everything. That was the case with Derek's Dead too. We improvised pretty much everything. But we also like rehearsed a bunch before. So we had a lot of stuff ready to go. So it was like mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle so, yes, I have, like, stuff that's pretty fucking close because we're just going to – it's going to be so on the fly and we're going to improvise. Mm. And we're like, oh, let's move it. Let's make it like this. And that's kind of how I like to do it. I like your can-do attitude of, like, look, someone gives me money, cool. If not, I'm still going to make this movie. That's – and that's a thing. I was just talking to our buddy Andre Highland yesterday because I was getting jacked up to make another one. He's made some stuff before. So I texted Andre and I was like, how do you get money for a movie? Tell me. Right. And he's like, dude, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the one thing he said, which is great, which is going to stick with me for a while, I think, is he's like, honestly, the best advice is just start planning like you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then it'll kind of just fall. It'll happen because you'll be so it's like the secret. You know what I mean? It's like once you like this is the future. This is what's coming for me. And that's what's going to happen. It's not like it just magically happens. Once you make it your reality of your future, you actually start doing the things to make it the reality. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah that's the thing. That's the thing about the secret that I thought was so stupid. It's like it's not just because you think about it that happens. You you think about it enough that you actually seek out how to make right. it happen. Right. You're not yeah. just like sitting down every night and dreaming like, and a movie will be made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Like they totally missed it. the point. Right. Like it's great to set intentions because then you have to like follow through on those intentions. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I really I have to say one of my biggest regrets in life is that right near me there's a strip mall that had a bar called the secret that was the exact same font oh, as the, the book. font yep, yep. Oh I've been to that part. Yeah. I went. and i never went in there and i'm so mad at myself <laughs> for really going have. into the secret bar <laughs> god i know that bar um <laughs> i will say about the secret bar they had good fries oh i know sorry Sorry. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Barbara. It looked so <laughs> mysterious inside. Was it anything exciting or was it just a bar in a strip mall? <laughs> it was just a bar in a strip mall. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what I would give to go to any bar in any strip mall right uh, now. I tell and you just what. Have some fun. Well, you know what I think is never coming back is bar popcorn. Yeah, I think communal foods are, are going to be gone for a minute. Or, or they're coming back strong. <laughs> either, either there's nothing or it's going to be like... No, we're all we all miss this so much that we're all putting ten straws in one I mean, drink. Do you guys remember at the White Horse where I had my comedy show, Vicky, who ran that bar? She would like make us hot dogs for free. Yeah, I mean, not that I ate them, but yeah, she would like make what? snacks for everyone and just put out like that place was so awesome. There were just Yankee candles that were like seventeen different scents, mm-hmm. all firing at the same time. I don't remember the candles. She would, she would she would put out little platters of like cookies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember. They would there would be a time like there was the moment when all the hot dogs came and out. And we were all like broke comics, and it was like feed us, Vicky. <laughs> and that place you, Vicky. that place had to close. That place closed right before UCB Sunset opened. That mm-hmm. place would have yeah, done weird, so well perfect. after that because there's no other. The only other bar you can walk to from there, as far as I remember, is the thing that replaced it, which fucking sucks. Yeah. Sucks. It was made so by the hard. same people that did Tenants of the Trees. No. It's disgusting. No. They yeah. put in all these extra walls where you can have your own private room and everything's pink. What? And the <laughs> Tecates, Tecates cost seven fucking dollars. Okay. Go fuck yourself. I went there once. I go up to the thing. I look at this one little menu and I see the cheapest beer is Tecate for $7. And I took the bar and I'm like, Tecate $7? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like... I'm never coming here again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said that to his face. I'm like, dude, I'm never going to come here again. That's insane. Well, yeah. see, uh, yeah. Not wow. UCB sunset. What a, what a world. <laughs> what a thing that used yeah. to exist that doesn't matter at all. Is that it's still weird... open? Did UCB stay open? Um, I mean, they're not technically there's... closed, closed, but I can't imagine they're doing anything. There's like yeah. weird stuff. Cause it's, they're going to split into like a nonprofit for part of it now. And I think like, <sighs> All the New York theaters are closed and like the sunset right. might be closing. I don't know. They're still trying to figure out. Let them go. Yeah, it was just a sad, yeah. it was a weird thing to watch because, you know, UCB obviously was like such a big, when I moved to LA, it was like, it was the only that's thing. where I was yeah. like, go to UCB, you know, that's so that all I thought about. And it's like a little black box theater and then they just opened this like cavernous hospital-esque yeah. Like really menu. like sanitized yeah. space that didn't have like the good like a comedy theater should have like a, the good dirt kind of already baked into it a little bit mm-hmm. yeah you know they just, like, they just made a movie theater yeah yeah it actually yeah. would be a great movie theater for live performance it would. yeah, yeah. amazing for watching a video yeah but all, this, all the, the laughs just go straight up so you would be like I see them laughing but I can't really hear anybody laughing am I because they're so far away yeah <laughs> Yeah, That's what we want. Hey, we had, we had some great experiences there. Yeah. So yeah, I, love it. I actually, actually I like love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. They did steal our three-person shirt, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> oh, somebody did. Somebody I almost did. stole a jacket from the green room once. It was so nice. Hurt. 
Damn, bad boy. I didn't. You didn't, though. That's the important thing. Um, all right, Kurt, are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> kind of. Oh, okay. Um, I was a lot when I was a kid. I had nightmares when I was a kid, like pretty decent nightmares. And we're out in the country. You guys have seen my house. Mm-hmm. So even when it was the old house, like you look out the window at night and there's just nothing. Yeah. Um, it's just black. Mm-hmm. That and freaks can, me out. Definitely. I can see. I, my, my brain can do a lot if you're just yeah. looking out into that. And for the most part, as long as once I'm in my bed and I had the cover over my head, I was fine. I wasn't too scared. But there was like a path I had to take to get to my room where I'd have to go through this den and there was this big bay window in the den. And that was like a scary That's moment scary. to pass that big window in the darkness before I just got to my bed. Because you're um, picturing someone outside looking at you? What's that? Were oh, you picture, picture someone? someone outside? Um, I had a dream once that I woke up and I look, I turned around and I saw my window there and the, the screen mask was in the window. Oh. And then it like saw me turn and see it. So it just like tilted its head. <laughs> like, oh, hello. You're awake. Um, Ooh, I had head that dream tilts once. the scariest thing. Right? Just a silent like, oh, hello. <laughs> well, we see I mean, to be fair, the scream mask, that, that's its only thing. It can only really head yeah. tilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Scream, <laughs> and that, that's when scream scared the shit out of me. Scream yeah. was very scary for me. And when it shouldn't be that scary. <laughs> um so yes, a little bit because I was like scared of a lot of things, and I still am not good with scary movies. So a little bit. Yeah, I, I get scared bad. so easily. It's not it really is frustrating. Either. Even like in our place, when we close all the lights, like my, I feel lucky to have such an active imagination, but it like really goes into overtime sometimes. And when I'm going up the stairs, my brain will be like, "There's something behind you on the stairs, like following me." Right. Oh God, like, yeah, I it never, just it's bad. I always have something on. I always have the a lamp on or the TV on, or there's always a light in my room when I sleep. So yes, it's fine. <laughs> All right, yeah. so. scared of them? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Did any, did any of you guys have basements growing up? No, California doesn't have basements. Yeah, Oregon very rarely has basements. We did, but they it was like not you know not scary. Yeah, because the basement is like usually that's like classically where it's like the darkest. So right, it's like that's the scariest. Yeah, it's very. I mean, for me, a basement like. I have very fond associations with basements because they were so exotic living in California that like my grandparents had a basement and it Mm -hmm. smelled mildewy and there were like old couches down there. But it was also like where all my mom's old toys from when she was a kid were like there was all kinds of cool shit to dig around. And it felt like a place that was like away from the adults. Yeah, I I definitely have good like that or like we associations with basements like. Right. Yeah. You know, less scary associations. The only basement I can think of from Oregon, we had a, a family friend that lives way out in eastern Oregon, which is just nothing. Mm-hmm. They had a big wheat ranch. I think crops is a ranch. They had a big wheat ranch, thousands of acres. It took five minutes to drive down just their driveway. Um, but they were really cool people, and they had a basement, and that's where the kids hung out. Yeah. They had, like, a couch it's and TV place. and a Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it was kind of a room, and, like, the older brother lived down there, and it was, like, his place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's like, don't go in my bathroom. Stick him uh, down there. <laughs> don't mess great. with my Axe body spray. But yeah. it was the same thing. It, like, like it was like, oh my god, this is like a separate space that just the kids have. Oh my god, this is we can do yeah. anything down here. You know what I felt like? Remember in the Ninja Turtle movies how they yeah. like lived in the sewer? Like they had like that secret fort down in the sewer. That's mm-hmm. what basements felt like. For sure, it's a fort. Yeah. It's a secret layer. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's like it's a Ninja bit Turtles. Small, it's the, Ninja Turtles. The ceilings yeah. down a little further. Yeah, it's the it's fort. all exposed beams and concrete, and it's painful. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's dangerous. The, it's the fort of the house. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know what this means, but I this is reminding me. I have this like reoccurring dream that I've had since I was a kid, mm-hmm. and it's I'm in a place where I either currently live or used to live, and I discover a new room. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And it's always like a really happy dream. It's like, oh my God, I can't (gasps) believe this room's been here the whole time and I didn't even know about it. Oh, is it? You're just an explorer. You just want to discover things. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Is it like behind a a door, like a secret door that you discover? Or it's just like you just turn and you're like, oh. Yeah, it's usually like I'm just walking around the house and I just like open the door and I I feel kind of silly. I'm like, oh my God, how did I not know there was this whole room here? (laughs) Okay, this is a a quick Google, but it says... To dream of discovering new rooms is often a symbol of realizing new aspects of your own personality. Even if the rooms you discover are old and neglected, it's still a positive sign. There are aspects of yourself you may have forgotten about, but still exist as very real parts of who you are. Oh. I mean, that's that's very cool, very healthy. That's that's cool. That sounds right. I mean, that makes makes sense. Yeah. That association makes sense to me. That's tight. Yeah. Hell it yeah. seems like a lot of people have these extra room dreams, so I don't know. Hmm. Really? Cool. Yeah, I think it's kind of like a not wearing your pants to school dream. It's like Yeah. Mm. An often thing. Yeah. Which didn't know. scare me. I was just turned on. Horny. Alright, we have to take we have to take a break. We'll be back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey, everybody, we're back on Lady to Lady. I'm Babs. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. And we're here with Kurt. Was that? Sorry. Ah, <laughs> never apologize for a was that. <laughs> so go, if you're listening to this, you should go uh, pre purchase. What's the word? I can't think pre-order. of the word. Pre order. Pre order. Pre order. Derek's Dead on iTunes. It's Kurt's movie. It's super funny and just it's has funny. a lot of great uh, LA comedy people in it. I so all my friends in it. Yeah. Support some, some indie filmmaker. Oh my God, please support indie cinema. Indie <laughs> Kurt, I have a question. As an independent film, is there yeah. a woman character in it that either has like giant mittens or a helmet or like f- fiddles with earbuds of some kind? A Manny one of, the ca- one of the characters won't stop talking about the shins. Um, yeah, perfect. So, Great. Like, awesome. I think we got I think we Check. nailed the indie element. <laughs> yeah. Great. You got it then. Perfect. <laughs> That's what I was hoping to hear from. <laughs> bunch of parkas. Bunch of women in parkas walking around and yeah, riding bikes. You need that. <laughs> we wanted to, before we do a lady problem, we just wanted to read a note we got from uh, one of our listeners, Melissa. She sent us a really sweet message. Um, yeah. Said, hi guys. I just want to say thanks for the podcast. When the pandemic hit in the spring, I was already unemployed as an And as an act of altruism, plus a way to keep myself grounded, I took the opportunity to train to become a text-based crisis and suicide prevention counselor for queer young people. It was an especially important time to volunteer because we all know that being home with family isn't safe for and cozy for everyone. LGBTQ youth who used to get a lot of support at school or from friends are more isolated now, so there are more youth reaching out. It took about 90 hours over five months to finish the training. The work is very emotionally intense, as you can imagine. Last week, I worked my first shift. The podcast is a key part of the post-shift self-care and decompression ritual I've planned for myself. When I get offline at the end of my shift each week, I'll smoke some weed, put on my headphones, and take a long walk outside to laugh my ass off with you ladies. Thank you so much for making the show now more than ever. Keep it up, y'all. Oh, that's so sweet. And thank you so much for doing that. That's such like awesome work you're doing. Yeah, that's man. That's part of like right now. I feel like people are like finding uh, during this like ways that they are like can reconnect to people in like more meaningful ways. And like that's that's such a 
beautiful use of your time. <laughs> Thank you for doing this. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, it's just a really cool way to kind of. Yeah, I think we're all kind of taking a step back and being like, all right, what else can I, what can I like also give to the universe right now? Because things are just so hard for everybody. So thank you for doing that. And yeah, thanks for, you know, listening to the show and making that a part of your routine. I mean, obviously that means that we're also helping people. Yeah, we're also heroes. We're we're definitely the the heroes heroes of the whole situation, for sure. So, I mean, you're you're welcome, teens. Uh, (laughs) As always, if you could end end your phone calls, Melissa, by plugging our podcast. um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be great. We'd appreciate that. (laughs) That was beautiful, Um, All right, let's do some lady problems. If you have one, write to us at ladytoladycomedy at gmail.com. Lady. Lady problems. Lady. Lady problems. Lady problems. Do you have them? Lady problems. This is how I help. I'm going to help with these lady problems. Yeah, you're yes. going to help with these lady yes. problems. We need okay. a man um, to help us, really. I mean, we can't really. <laughs> yeah, a rare opportunity to get some man uh, advice. A posit- so. positive man mansplaining. Exactly. Yeah, sometimes it's good. Sometimes exactly. it's good. Sometimes we know everything. So. Sometimes it ain't bad. Sometimes. <laughs> um, all right. Hi, ladies. I've been listening to your podcast for about the last two years or so. I was hoping you could find help me find ways to get my sexy back or find it in the first place. I'm a 29-year-old heterosexual woman living in Chicago. I was in a serious relationship that ended in August of 2019. I thought that this would be the person that I was supposed to be with and took the breakup pretty hard. I started dipping my toe in the dating scene in January 2020 and then COVID happened. Mm -hmm. At the beginning of quarantine, I continued to use dating apps and even did a couple of Zoom dates, but overall took a break from dating. Like a lot of singles right now, the thought of dating during this all is very scary. With news that a vaccine is on the way, there's at least a light to the end of this tunnel. During this break from dating, I realized I never felt comfortable with my own sex appeal and feel like men who are into me view me more as cute or adorable rather than a hot woman who, for the most part, has her life together. I've used mostly dating apps in my adult life to meet men because I have this weird thing where I never think men are into me or I feel like I don't know how to act when someone is showing interest or else assume they're just being nice and aren't attracted to me in that way. My last relationship was with a guy that was a really great partner and made me feel sexy and comfortable with myself. We had great sex and although I've been with other men, he's the only person that I've really enjoyed it with. I'm very pro self-love and use toys with myself so I'm not afraid to enjoy myself or feel like it's shameful or anything like that. For some reason, when I'm with a man, I just worry he's not actually into me or I'm, quote, doing it wrong, which I know is crazy. Ladies, what can I do to feel more confident in myself? I love you all so much. Well, Kurt, do you want to take this one? I think <laughs> Kurt should take the lead now. I mean, I have, thought, I have thoughts, but I think I should talk last if I talk at all. <laughs> this is um, why we have you on, Kurt. But the, but the only way I could relate is just like relating it to my personal experience, which is potentially extremely different because I am a straight white man. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I think the pandemic adds like an extra twist to this because what... I don't know. There's no I mean, casual sex happening. That's for fucking no. sure. I right. mean, if there is, I don't don't do that, please. Yeah, right don't. Now. Sorry, don't do that. Yeah, we're not endorsing that. It's not going to be worth it. Because <laughs> usually, I would say like you know, just play, have some fun, go out there and like play the field and and try to get more comfortable. But it's not really an option right now, so that is tough. I mean, I can relate to a lot of it. I think it's something a lot of people 
go through. It's just general insecurity. It's like, I'm probably not good enough. They probably don't like me that much. Yeah. I, I've gone through plenty of that. And again, the only thing I could maybe say is to just relate it to some personal experience and say that one thing I've focused on and improved on that's helped me is really trying to hone in and focus on who am I and what makes me comfortable? What makes me happy? What do I enjoy? Who do I enjoy? Mm -hmm. Who makes me feel good about myself? Not what does this person think of me? How do I feel? What, when am I feeling comfortable? Mm -hmm. And who am I feeling comfortable around? And one thing that's positive that's come out of this forced isolation is it's been really easy to do that or easier to do that, to kind of look at everybody you know, everybody you've ever dated and be like, well, that was a bad idea. Well, I actually don't get along with this person. Why do I pretend like I want to be this person's friend when they always make me uncomfortable? Oh, wait a minute. I'm always comfortable with this person, but I never really spent much time with them. Mm -hmm. Or I actually always have a great time with her, but why did I never hang out with her more, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And once you start focusing on just making yourself comfortable, you'll inherently and naturally be yourself more and then attract the right person because mm -hmm. you'll just be being yourself and they'll be attracted to you. And then ideally from there, they should like every bit of it. They like that you're cute and got your life together, but they also think you're hot and want to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think that sums it up perfectly. It's like, first of all, you're not ever going to have anything meaningful with someone who doesn't like you for who you really are. So, yeah, right. yeah, you can't control whether they like you or not, but it almost doesn't matter because if you're being genuine and someone, it, then it was never a good fit to begin with if they're not mm -hmm. into who you are. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of comes back to that thing of like, just, you, all, it's corny, but all you can really do is focus on yourself and trust that that is naturally going to attract the right people. I mean, it's not unlike the, you know, the thing of like making the movie and just having confidence mm -hmm. that, you know, you're going to keep moving. It's like, you kind of just out. have to operate with this confidence that if you are true to yourself and you are confident in your own self, you kind of just have to trust that the right person is going to come along. Now, again, that's why I say it makes it more complicated with the pandemic. Cause it's mm -hmm. like, you where are you meeting? I mean, yeah. 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 Who's uh, picking up on that energy? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just take care of yourself. I mean, that's, it's so huge, but so many of us are so bad at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I know. That, but if like, you, if you figure it out and you take care of yourself, then, mm -hmm. then yeah, you can find some more happiness out there. Yeah. And I think I know that like, you know, we all contain multitudes and like feel different ways at different times. It's like, yeah, sometimes you're like, want to be cute with somebody as you're meeting them. And like, there's a time mm -hmm. to feel sexy and there's a time to feel cute. There's a time that, you know, uh, you look like shit in the morning and you don't feel like either one of those things. <laughs> you know, it doesn't like, you're not always like, Oh, this person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like constantly. It's like we're all going through different shit at different points in a relationship too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the good thing is that there is hopefully, like you said, a vaccine somewhat yeah. close. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. So I, it is nice to maybe, you know, depending on how you feel, just be like, you know, I, I, I don't mm -hmm. really, if you don't feel like dating until you can see people in person, just saying, okay, like I am going to just actively yeah. be like, fuck this for the next six months and I'm going to do my yeah. own thing and yeah, really just not worry about it because it is kind of nice just being like, all right, that might happen like at the end of next year, but I'll just wait until then. Yeah. So right. I think that's like maybe a nice opportunity to just know that, you know, to yeah. not worry about it for a Absolutely. second. Absolutely. Yeah. Because to, because to force it in the meantime, because you want a relationship only creates more anxiety and more doubt in yeah. what you're even doing as a dater. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because exactly. then you're adding this whole other like layer of anxiety on top of the regular dating anxiety. Yeah. It's like, is this person worth it? Is, you know, I don't know. That seems like really. Figure it out. Find a boyfriend. Is this person good? Am I being right? And et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it's, a, you know, luckily you know what it's like to be with somebody who you're comfortable with. So you said, you know, like I was comfortable with my ex, but like I haven't been comfortable with other people. That, so you know that feeling of just like that natural, like, oh, okay, I feel good around this person. So. I think you know That's what to compare to it to and you'll kind of know mm-hmm. when that feels right. Um, mm-hmm. And in the meantime, I would say like, you know what? It doesn't mean you have to stop like feeling sexy or something. I would still like, yeah. you know, take take some hot photos of yourself and just kind of like have fun and put on sexy outfits. And who knows? You can fucking go on some, I don't know, sex with somebody that, you know, anonymously. There's like a lot of apps where you can do that and just like fuck around. And you yeah. don't have to expose who you are. You don't have to send pictures or anything. You can just chat with people so mm-hmm. even if you want to have just a kind of that excitement you can do that very easily with like no pressure you know in a safe way yeah because mm-hmm. i do feel bad i mean it's really easy for me to sit here and like i live with my partner so it's really easy to be like well just wait it out i mean yeah, it's just course. a few more months yeah. so just i wait mean it i would out. not it's be like... doing let's just be clear i would not be waiting for it. <laughs> i yeah. would be doing zoom shit for sure i know i would be all over tinder or whatever the hell it is you know mm-hmm. um i wouldn't be meeting anybody in person but I think uh, to me it sounds kind of fun to explore these options since there is so little pressure because I I do find that like I have a hard time when I was single meeting people and then feeling like I had pressure to like fuck that or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. But if it's all virtual, then it's literally like if I don't like you, bye, you know, just click out of the thing. So I think it kind of leads to like nice being able to like see if you actually like somebody in a way or yeah just being able to fuck around with like zero mm-hmm. consequence because you know you're not gonna you know see them so yeah yeah there's some convenience to it for sure mm-hmm. yeah exactly i'm gonna leave this meeting that's how we say that we're not gonna see somebody again <laughs> oh. i mean yeah just x out of that shit i have logged off <laughs> but, uh, it's funny i actually know a friend who is kind of like she's kind of a late bloomer she calls herself and um she she downloaded like an anonymous sexting app just to like do it and like have mm-hmm. fun with it and try to get better at it. Aww. And I know this is not exactly what you're saying, but I think it's like a kind of fun opportunity to to be sexy with somebody with no, you know, consequences. No stakes, basically. Yes, there's there's that's fun. There's a lot of fun in that. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just picturing like all the the texting I did for like the election, just those lines getting crossed, and somehow you get the wrong number. <laughs> There's a sketch. Sexting Democrats in Georgia. Uh, I think honestly they probably shouldn't combine those apps just to be like, ooh, I'm coming to the polls on November oh third. Well, did you guys see that adorable commercial that those strippers made for voting? Oh, oh so good. Mm-hmm. dude, they it were was amazing. so good. They were like, you can't make it rain if you don't vote. I don't know. Like, it was, I'm Something, not doing it yeah. right, but no, they they were like a whole organization out of a Georgia. They fucking ruled. It was awesome. Yeah, get your great. booty to the polls or whatever right yeah 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 that super was amazing really really awesome <laughs> i love that so maybe that's another thing you could do is you can make sexy videos for the benefit of democracy there you go yeah <laughs> make sexy videos for, for yourself just be sexy yeah. for yourself like no one yeah. needs to be there on the other end you know? yeah because help, if, if help america get its groove back yeah <laughs> Dude, Put where's up. my groove? Dude, where's my groove go? I don't know, hey, how about Dude, Where's My Democracy? Okay? Oh, that's Let's the question. make that movie, Ashton. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, America got punked, ironically. America <laughs> got punked. Sorry. Yeah. What if? What, what if, if though? Yeah, At if the end? Ashton just jumps out and he's like, "Coronavirus, it was me." <laughs> Wait, did you guys watch Punked? How did they reveal Trump it? Was it just it. him being like, "You got punked"? It was usually him like he coming out, out from behind a door and being yeah. like. Yeah. And, and some of them man? are bad. Some of the people are and should be really embarrassed with how they acted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they get real mad. There's like one... Frankie Muniz was yeah, an especially one. terrible one. He like was ready to like kill a guy over his car. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That one was <laughs> man. Didn't well, Zach he was still Malcolm. to kill a team? We, we didn't. I think What's Zach that? Braff also had a had a, a rough time on Zach that. Braff was not bad. Justin Timberlakes was really bad, but he just got really emotional and like called his mom. So it was like kind of embarrassing. But like um he just would. Like a, he would. Cry me a river. Yeah. yeah. What a little Cry me a river. Cry me, cry me. He would be fun to prank. Because, I mean, man, Zach Braff seems like he would really hate to be pranked, which would be really fun to do. It would exactly. Be really fun. And, well, and the Muniz one was so weird because we didn't know him as an adult yet. He was yeah. still Malcolm. Malcolm. He's a baby. He was an adult, but we didn't I mean, really, like, I will never know him as an adult. He will never yeah. be an adult. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, so he's just, like, Frank, he's just, like, Malcolm in the middle, like, cursing, like, fuck you, man. Where's my fucking car? I'll kick your ass. He's like, oh, my God. Malcolm. <laughs> it was, what? like, the please, Bob please. Saget moment in Half Bake. Like, the first time we knew Bob Saget was dirty. Whoa. <laughs> it's like, okay, I mean, I guess you can, but I don't want to watch it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to stop you, but please stop. (laughs) (laughs) Kurt, tell tell everybody again about where they can get the movie and where they can find you on the internet. Of course. I'm Kurt Neal. Kurt with a C. Neal spelled N-E-I-L-L. I'm at Kurt Neal on the socials. And the movie is Derek's Dead. It's currently available for pre-order on iTunes. And it will be out for good on December 15th on freaking all of them, probably. Hell yeah. Freaking all of them. So freaking buy it if you can. Wait for it if you want to. Uh, it would be really cool if you bought it. <laughs> um, and I hope you like it regardless. It's funny. Yeah. It's very funny. It's really great. great. We all need a laugh, and we definitely all need a Kurt Neal joint. I think, uh, <laughs> shit. I got to work on my catchphrase. <laughs> a bing bong doesn't work. A bing bong. <laughs> Billabong. Thanks, everybody. We'll, we're going to go do the top secret session. So if you want to go to patreon.com slash lady to lady, check out what that is. Oh, yeah. We'll be over there. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. See you guys there. See you guys over there. <laughs> Can't get enough of us? Subscribe to our Patreon for exclusive bonus content, access to our first 100 episodes, and more. Go to patreon.com slash lady to lady now to sign up. As little as a dollar a month keeps a roof over the glam cave and keeps you laughing, even when your coworkers stare. That's patreon.com slash lady to lady. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at lady to lady comedy. Join our Facebook group, Lady to Lady Podcasts, to chat with other fans about episodes or even post your own lady problems. Check out our website, ladytoladycomedy.com, for show notes, videos, and merch. And duh, follow our individual accounts, Babs Gray, Brandazzle, and Testify Barker for jokes and info and where you can see us perform live. And if you want to send us snacks, stickers, or a lock of your own hair, I don't know, whatever, our P.O. Box is 412-794, Los Angeles, California, 90041. And please, leave us a review on iTunes, but only if you like us. We love you. We love you. Bye. 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 Bye.